Right, uh, very briefly, um, the last time I was here to uh, preach, we read from Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 9, and I concede that we just did not uh, exhaust this text and what God says to Joshua and the children of Israel. If you remember well, um, the context is that the children of Israel are just about to cross over to the promised land, the land which God promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God speaks to Joshua and the children of Israel before they cross the flooded Jordan. And I used as the theme of our message that Sunday, outrageously courageous, unlimited possibilities. Just to remind you that we defined outrageous, uh, uh, outrageously courageous as extreme bravery that is undeterred by any obstacle. In other words, as God was saying to Joshua, be courageous. He was saying, be brave. Do not be, un do not be deterred by any obstacle that you are going to face. Second part of the message, unlimited possibilities. God is saying to Joshua, children of Israel, and indeed us today, that he is the God of unlimited possibilities. With God, anything is possible. Whatever situation, whatever circumstances around us, God is not limited by anything. God is the master of possibilities. What we did not develop the other day was the fear factor. Therefore, we are going to briefly look at verse 9. God says to Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. This is the expression that I wish to develop. Robin Jones Gunn says, there are some people who count the, uh, the number of occurrences of certain words in the Bible, the entire Bible. She says, there are 365 fear notes in the Bible. One for every day, she says, of the year. Today, I will not fear. 
In other words, as we wake up each and every morning, there is a fear not for the day. Today, we are living in the fear not of today. Indeed, Joshua is given an exhortation by God. And I don't think that God can say fear not to him and to us if there is no possibility of being afraid. We are confronted by situations where we are afraid. Some people are afraid of the spiritual realm. They are afraid of spiritual attacks in their lives. And physically, the type of country we are living in, when you go, when you drive, wherever you go, we know there is a possibility of being physically harmed. We are afraid. Some people are afraid of failure. We are afraid of an assortment of things. But today, the word of God says to us, it is not man, but it is God who is telling Joshua. And indeed, us today, there is a possibility to be visited by the emotions of Fear in your mind, in your own life. But today God says to Joshua, do not be afraid. I will be with you wherever you go. Somebody says fears, fear is a spirit. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is more than an emotion. It is a spirit. It is wrong believing. The most effective way to kill your faith. Fear and faith cannot coexist at the same time. The aim of fear is to kill faith in our lives. Fear weakens the heart. It robs you of peace and the joy of the Lord. It robs you of the quality of life God has for you. It drains energy from your life. It paralyzes you and leaves you hopeless. Eventually, it takes over your thoughts and entire life. When you fear, you are worried, you are tense, you are nervous, you are insecure, you are anxious, you have low self-esteem, you are stressed, and the list goes on. My assignment, my task this morning is to encourage you that God has not given you the spirit of fear. We are going to bind the spirit of fear in your life, in your family, in this church, in the name of Jesus. You will be free. If you are gripped by fear, by uncertainty, you will be free. This morning, as we are going to pray for each other, 
Billy Graham says, fear and anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered on anything, on something other than God and His will. If your, if your life, your hopes, your aspirations are centered on something other than God, you will be anxious. You will be afraid. Fear is not even healthy for our physical lives. Dr. Charles Mayo says, fear and worry slash anxiety affect the circulation of blood, the heart, and the whole nervous system. I've never known a man who died from overwork, but many have died from doubt, fear, and worry. To be anxious, to worry, it's not health, not only spiritually, but to our own bodies. An unknown author says, ulcers are caused not by what you eat, but what is eating you. What is eating you? Anxiety will eat you. Anxiety will make your life to be uncomfortable. An unknown author says, fear and worry are like a rocking chair. They will give you something to do, but won't get you anywhere. We are going to pray together at the end of this message, at the end of this service. And we are going to say, you are free from fear. The bonds of fear are broken away from your life. You live from today a free life. Paul insinuates in Romans 8 verse 1 that there is Therefore, no condemnation. Some version says there is no fear to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. In other words, as a child of God, our portion is not to be afraid. Afraid. God has not um, given us um, the spirit um, of fear. One person um, who is uh, exhorting us, giving us an exhortation um, of not being afraid um, is David, um, the psalmist um, and uh, the king in Israel. Um, he says um, in Psalm 23, um, verse 4 to 6, um, he says um, negative um, and fearful experiences uh, should not be part um, of your life. David has gone through a lot. He faced the giant Goliath. He was anointed by God. He wrote most Psalms. As we read today, we sense the anointing of God around them. Saul wanted to kill him. But he tells us in Psalm 23 verse 4 to 6, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear nor evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Somebody shout, the name of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. In South Africa and in other cultures, the shepherds 
follow the sheep. They come after the sheep. But in Israel, it's a different story altogether. Sheep may, may be drinking water and the shepherd will just give them a voice, a whistle, and his sheep will follow him. They walk before him. The question is, how can you be afraid? How can you be gripped by fear when the Lord is your shepherd? He goes before you. Any obstacle, any danger, any challenge will not touch you. It will come first to the shepherd. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My come is not full, but my cup overflows. Somebody shout the name of the Lord because the Lord is my shepherd because I will not be afraid. David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will not be followed by worry, by anxiety, by fear, but goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91, the same sentiment. Please do yourself a favor. When you arrive at home, read the entire psalm. Let us just refer to a few verses. Verse 1 and verse 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I trust. Praise the name of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My fortress in Him I will trust. In verses 5 and 7. He says, whatever the magnitude of the problem, I will not fear. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your sight and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall come near you. Praise the name of the Lord. The last verses of Psalm 91, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague Come near your dwelling place. That dwelling place, it's not a physical place. It is the presence of God. Once you live your life in the presence of God, the possibility of being afraid does not exist. Praise the name of the Lord. He's my refuge. He is my fortress. 
I refer to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear does not come from God. It's not given to us by God. In other words, if fear is found in your life, it is an illegal occupant. It is not supposed to be there. It is misplaced. God has not given us the spirit of fear. In other words, when your life is gripped by fear, it's not supposed to be there. It is not of God. There are so many things which we harbor, which we accommodate, which are not from God. Some of us, okay, let me know you, me. <laughs> Bitterness should not be your portion. Fear should not be in your life. What are those things? Which you know they are in your life and they are not supposed to be there. And as long as they are part of your lives, your life will never be at peace. But here are the antidotes of fear. The Lord has given us, Paul says to Timothy, the spirit of in other words, we are full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. You are powerful. Your family is powerful. Your children are powerful. This church is powerful. Why? Because the Lord has given us the spirit of power. Power here is dunamis. Nobody should be against you. For the Lord has given you the spirit of power. The spirit of fearlessness. The spirit of boldness. The spirit of bravery. This is who you are. God has given you the spirit of power. Another antidote that is found in this verse. Love. The Lord has not given you the spirit of fear. But he has given you love. It has to do with the love of God. The love of what God loves. The love of God's people. The love of doing God's will. The love of disciplines such as prayer, fasting, giving. God has given us the spirit of love. God is love. Therefore, God has given us the spirit of love to love even those who are unlovable. Somebody shout uh, the name of the Lord. This is what God 
has given us. The last antidote in this verse. The Lord has given us a sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us a sound mind. It talks to us of stability. Doesn't matter what you are going through. Doesn't matter the waves, the winds that you are navigating through. But the Lord has given us the spirit of a sound mind. Stability. The spirit of self-discipline. In other words, even against the greed, against popular belief, I will maintain the soundness of my mind. God has given me sound judgment. I pray this morning that God gives you a sound mind because it is from God. May God help us in this church to have a sound mind that is given to us by God. Reading the last two verses as the worship team comes to the front. God says to the remnants of the children of Israel, they are very uncertain. They are very much afraid of their future in view of the captivity. God is saying, verse 1, Isaiah 43, it says, now, but now, this is what the Lord says. The Lord who created you, Jacob, maybe you can put your name over there. Maybe you can put the name of our church over there. He who formed you, Israel, put your name there. Put the name of our church. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You belong to God. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You will go through the waters. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep um, over you. Um, when you walk um, through the fire, you will not be burned. Um, the flames uh, will not set you ablaze. Um, in other words, uh, these are not just uh, the things uh, that the prophet Isaiah is talking about. Um, the Jewish people, uh, when they talk um, about the waters, uh, the rivers, um, 
and their fires. They talk about each and every situation, each and every enemy that will attack them. In other words, there is no situation that is going to overwhelm us, that is going to overpower us. Prof Mukwena and John Muhudi Cornerstone Church. We will go through the waters. We will go through the rivers. We will go through the fires. This church will overcome. This church will be successful. This church will grow. This church will do the will of God. God, this church will reach its full potential. Therefore, we are facing our future. We are not afraid. In the name of Jesus, let's stand on our feet. We are going to pray together. Bless God. Bless His holy name.